Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Thank you. I love you. To say it's good to be home, well, that would be an understatement. Three months and a week was a long time, and um, I just hope I can get through this today. (laughs) Thankful for God's goodness. Thankful for family. Spiritual family. You are important. Psalm chapter 107. I'm going to get there. Just a second. Suzanne and I want to say thank you to uh, all of you for your love, your support. Thankful for the homes that were provided for us while we were down uh, in St. Pete, Clearwater. I'm thankful for um, God's provision. Um, Thankful for Samaritan Ministry. If you don't know what that is and you don't have insurance, you might want to Google it. Uh, I turned 65 at, a while back, and uh, normally uh, we would have dropped our Samaritan ministry uh, coverage, but um, for some reason, Suzanne and I felt like we shouldn't, and um, we are really thankful because after spending about $84,000 out of pocket, Um, Samaritan has um, approved to reimburse me about 70,000 of it, and uh, we're really thankful for that. Uh, I had to borrow money from my wife's savings account, then I had to promise her I was going to live long enough to pay it back. (laughs) So I plan on doing that, uh, living long enough to pay her back. She uh, didn't even charge me interest for it, at least. I don't think she did, not, not certain yet. But you want to say anything? You have a microphone over there? Go give that to my wife. I know she wants to say something. Good morning, church. Good morning. Yes, I can't tell you how overwhelmed we are and thankful to be home with you. And I will tell you this, the Lord has been so real and good to us in this time, but I can also tell you this, it's not good to be alone. So even though I was never totally alone, I had Jesus I realize more and more that we cannot isolate ourselves from the body of Christ and from family. We desperately need each other. 
And I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for all the prayers for us. There were times, and I'm, because this is a, I'm happy, but I want to give this little warning. It's when you get to where you start feeling, there were so many days that he didn't feel well, you start feeling very much alone. Um, it's easy to get into a dark place. And you have to begin to remind yourself. That's why I was so thankful that we got to come home from Thanksgiving because you remind yourself to give thanks. Because the word tells us to give thanks in all things. Now, that's not saying I, run, I ran around happy and gleeful that, oh, we're out here by ourselves or, or we're not, you know, we're struggling or whatever. But I will tell you this. I had to find those moments where I said, I will give thanks. And I will find things to give thanks for. And the other night when we were at Andrew and Justice, we sat around the fire um, with most of the family there and allowed everybody to go around and give thanks. And it was at times very touching and brings tears to your eyes. And then there are times when the kids said things that were so silly and seemed so trite. And then we all were like, you know, we're all still growing. We're all still growing in our walk with God, aren't we? Because I thought, how many times have I had to stop and say, what do I really have to be thankful for? And yet, I was, as we were praying this morning and in our prayer time before the service, I began to think, as I read in the scripture, that thanks be to God, he brought us out of exile so that we could be in a place to give thanks and share in the praise of his glory. And I thought, how powerful is that? Because if, if we're walking with the Lord, there was one point in our lives where he brought us out of exile, amen, into his glorious grace. And so I'm ever so thankful that I have known the Lord since I'm 12 years old. And I'm still growing and he's still changing. I mean, I love the song we sang, Jamie, about he makes the darkness tremble because I thought many times when I have felt like I have a little darkness in my soul that Holy Spirit has come in during my devotion time and threatened that darkness. Amen? <laughs> Thanks be to God that he brought us out of darkness and into his glorious light. So anyway, I love you guys. So thankful to be with you. So happy to be home and with my physical family, and with my spiritual family. I, I just love you all and feel extremely blessed to have you in my life. Amen. I knew she didn't have anything to say, so well, I forced her up. I'm thankful for my wife. She has endured me the last three months, and... Um, when you're totally alone, just the two of you, just the two of you. <laughs> we weren't always saying <laughs> We had a few discussions. Um, but she was gracious and um, got up every morning uh, while I was going through my ritual and um, would fix me breakfast and be nice to me. <laughs> Wave to me as I was pulling out of the driveway, saying, take your time, don't rush back. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. 
she was always glad to see me most of the time. I've been thinking about, obviously, Thanksgiving, and as she said, we were so thrilled. We were giddy with excitement when we found out that my last day of treatment would be Tuesday. Um, I had my last chemo treatment, and um, we were, got up early Tuesday, finished packing our vehicles, and um, straightened up the house that we were blessed with and, and uh, headed off to the clinic together. And I was thinking of uh, the joy that we were going to get to go home, uh, first of all, for Thanksgiving, and secondly, on Tuesday instead of Wednesday, as uh, Wednesday's not a good day to be on the interstates in America. Found out Tuesday wasn't either. Uh, <laughs> That was a long drive home, and I was thankful I wasn't going southbound as uh, I-75 from Tampa to Gainesville was pretty much not moving. I was thinking as I passed those people in Tampa and then the same car sitting still in Wildwood and then Ocala and then Micanope and then Gainesville and thinking, I would just have to turn around and go back to wherever I was, had left because these people are not moving. This traffic is crazy. Um, but uh, they were probably all headed to the Gator game or something. I don't know. Um, I'm glad you're here today, um, for especially those of you that endured the game last night. I went to bed at halftime after our Gator player spit on the FSU player. I figured the game was over and uh, got up this morning, found out I was a prophet and uh, I was right. But, um, you know, I'm thankful um, that the Lord enables us to have a thankful heart. Everybody's not thankful. Everybody's not grateful for what they have. And... Um, Sometimes when you go through things in life, um, you find out really what you're made of and you find out really what you're thankful for. And um, as Suzanne and I both said this morning and was said in our songs um, that we sang in worship, we, we do have a thankful heart. And the, you know, I, I didn't have to go through these last four years of treatment to be thankful uh, for my family, um, but I am really very appreciative for the gift that God has given us in family. As, as she mentioned, isolation is a horrible thing, and a lot of people that have family don't appreciate their family, and they get isolated from their family, and they think they don't need their family, and they get out there, and they die alone, and which is not a good way to go. Um, and so to um, be reminded once a year in this season of Thanksgiving to have a grateful heart and to stop. You know, as Suzanne mentioned the other night after Thanksgiving, we had a small group um, together at Thanksgiving, about 80 of us, and, uh, and then uh, I left at a reasonable hour and went home and went to bed and found out that 
The rest of the crazy people were still up at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, sitting by a fire. That's just crazy to me. Uh, my bed was so comfy, and uh, I slept well, woke up refreshed, and then um, the kids started. My kids are socialites. I don't know where they get that from. Their mother, obviously. But, but uh, so we ended up, as most of the family went to a movie together, on Friday afternoon, and um, uh, and then of course they started asking uh, who has turkey left over, who has ham left over, and we all ended up back over at Andrew and Jess's house and uh, outside by the fire. And as Suzanne mentioned, we started, uh, I don't know whose idea it was that we would take time to give thanks, um, but um, it turned out uh, to be um, a time of reflection, even as the kids got sillier and sillier. Uh, they went from deep stuff like thankful for their parents and their beds and their homes to fried chicken. Um, and, and what? Yeah. Uh, stuff. They, they were thankful for stuff. Um, but as I listen to uh, this family go around the circle um, and to see their personalities as some would just talk above everybody and then some, um, like Wyatt, had to wait till everybody was totally quiet. You had to give him his undivided attention so he could tell you he was thankful for fried chicken. He, he gets that from his mother, I think. I'm not, I'm not certain. Jess is pointing towards me, but uh, he probably does get it from me. I mean, if you're going to say something, you, you want somebody to listen, and Wyatt, Wyatt has developed that well. So, um, But, you know, as I sat and listened to our children and our children's children give thanks, it's a powerful thing. Um, the Word commands us to actually, um, charges us to give thanks for so many things, even fried chicken and biscuits and jam and red beans and rice. And I keep talking and we'll all depart here and head somewhere to, to eat lunch. But Psalm 107, beginning with verse 1, says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For, read it, he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. How many of you have been redeemed from a little bit of trouble? <laughs> We've been redeemed from trouble, so we're thankful for it, and we express that attitude of appreciation. And gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south, some wandered in desert Waste, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the, to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. One of the things that I have witnessed over the last three months um, was the amount of sick, sick people that are in this world that we're living in. 
I mean, some are sick and then some are, you wonder how they make it. So many people that are going through significant issues and they have no one. That's a terrible place to be. And, um, and you realize how much we, as a, as a body, Suzanne and I, as we thought about last weekend, um, told someone before service every weekend, I would think about going to visit some church. And then I'd wake up on Sunday and go, I've got my own church. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to go visit somebody else. And so we would uh, pull up the service online, put it on the big screen TV and, and um, worship with you and listen to the word and, and, um, and appreciate what God has given us what we take for granted, what we, um, you know, grow so accustomed to sometimes that we forget to stop and give thanks for the little things in life. Verse 7, it says, He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works, to the children of man, for he satisfies the longing soul. The longing soul. You know, on Thursday, I woke up hungry. And then I got hangry. <laughs> and then I started smelling that turkey and that ham and uh, all the stuff. And, uh, and, and you're like, okay, what time is this dinner starting, you know? And uh, uh, you, you begin to long for something, and, and then when you finally get that plate, you know, and being the father of that mob, um, I, I did try to be spiritual for a while and let most everybody go. And then some of them started yapping at the table, and I'm like, either get your food or get out of the way, you know? So <laughs> we, we got to take care of some business here. And, and, uh, and then you get that plate, and, you know, it's only so big, and, and you're thankful for everything that's been prepared, and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so you feel like you got to get a little bit of everything, right? Am I the only one being honest? Uh, and, and so you begin to fill that plate, and, and then as you walk to your spot, you, you begin to visualize, and then you begin to taste it, and you're thankful. I don't know about y'all, but I'm thankful for ham. I love ham. I like ham more than I like turkey. My wife can cook a ham, and it's the one time this year I drank Coke because she pours Coke all over that ham. Right? Don't you do that? Oh, I shouldn't tell that. It's sugar-free Coke. No, it's not either. No, it's not. It's sugar-coated ham. Man, that thing was good. And then she always wants me to slice it, you know, so. And then she leaves the kitchen. That's her mistake. Because I'm slicing for a while. I'm like, slice a little bit, got to taste it, make sure the edge is right, crusty, you know, warm, and uh, I need to stop talking about ham, wow. 
but you're thankful. And down at Jamie and Gina's, I saw their pictures. They have jerk this and jerk that, and they're just a bunch of jerks down there eating Jamaican jerk. And, uh, but uh, jerk goat, y'all didn't have goat this year, right? No goat. I can identify with that. No goat. But uh, they, had some, they had some stuff, too. They, had, they looked like they had like 100 people uh, eating out of that trough. Uh, but he satisfies, verse 9, the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Say amen to that. So as we wrap up this Thanksgiving weekend, we really want to encourage ourselves to remember to be thankful for all the little things that God has given us. And to remember that throughout the day, throughout the weeks, throughout the months, even the struggles. Somebody the other night at the circle said that they were thankful for, the, for trials. And, and I listened as the conversation went on and the statement was, I'm thankful for trials that have produced in me a godliness or desire for godly things that have produced something good. Now, I don't know about y'all. I'm not that person in the book that James talks about, jump up and rejoice, turn around, spin, be all happy stuff every time, you know, trials come. I, I, I'm like, I'm tired of some trials, you know. I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'm done with trials. Let's move on to something else. But, but the reality is, it is in those trials that you look and see so many amazing things God has done. We have, I have a, my, my phone, my um, on my prayer list, I have a prayer list from Little Rock, Arkansas, um, from the multiple myeloma center there um, from three years ago when I first went. And, and that list started with one person and grew to about 15 or 20. And before there, I was at Florida Cancer Center, and I had a prayer list that had 15 or more people that before I was diagnosed, I didn't know who they were, never met them. And and now they're a part of my prayer list. And then I go to Clearwater, and, and that list quickly grew to about 40 people. I told one person the other day, there were so many amazing believers at the center, um, so many people that when you would say, I'm adding you to my prayer list, they would whip out their phone and say, what's your name? I'm adding you to my prayer list, you know. And, and uh but you're thankful for people that, that in the middle of their trials, they know the Lord. And they're willing to say, you know, I'm going to add you. I'm going to take the time. And I told a friend the other day, I've been praying for his son since I first met him and his wife. His wife actually had grown up here in Gainesville, went to Gainesville High School, and, and they live in Jacksonville. And they're son has Lyme disease and he's basically uh, the last two years of his life has been nothing but treatments and he walks sideways uh, because his equilibrium will not allow him to walk forward right now and and uh, he's a big tall young man sweet spirit and um, 
And, and he's struggling. He feels like he's, you know, he lost his junior year of high school, and now this year he's lost his senior year of high school, and he's, he's learning how to try to find something good in the midst of the trial, and he's being treated five days a week. And, you know, I've had a, a lot of conversations with him, but I was talking to his dad, and I said, man, I'm having to get up an extra hour uh, early to pray for all these new friends that have uh, been added to uh, our prayer list and um, and in the midst of it to be so thankful for life. What does God have for you? What is what, what are his plans yet for your life? Whether you're you're going through life right now, now trialless, Anybody not have any trials at all? Stand up. We'd like to throw something at you. <laughs> Maybe slap you, spit at you, or you know, something. Do you, I mean, there's, there's nobody that's not going through something. And, and there's all kinds of levels of, of trials and tribulations. And yet, in the midst of it, we're commanded, we're challenged, we're charged, we're stirred to give thanks. To look for something good, to celebrate to rejoice in the faithfulness of the Lord, to be reminded and to remind ourselves, to remind our children. Our children need to be reminded to give thanks because most of them are spoiled. It's true. Most of them think that, you know, Disney World just ought to be every day for them. And they have to be reminded about the things that matter, the things that have eternal value. The other day I was sitting in the transfusion room at the clinic and I had realized that a lady that I had been talking to for a couple of months, I had not seen her in a few days, so I asked someone and they said, oh yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen her either. Somebody else asked, oh, yeah, it's been a few days since I saw her. And then one of the nurses came over and quietly said to one of us that, um, that they had encouraged her to go home, that there was nothing left that even they could do for her and that she needed to get her life and her house in order. Um, and the the quietness that went through this place as you realize that there's going to come that day for all of us. Want to be thankful all the way through it. Want to be thankful for life and the plan of God, even though there will come a time when that plan will be Lazarus. <laughs> I, I, yesterday I started thinking about Lazarus. And I thought, you know, Lazarus, matter of fact, if you want to turn there, it's in, John, it's in several of the Gospels, but John chapter 11, 44 verses, um, starting with verse 1 of John 11, talks about the life of Lazarus. And and it, it starts out by talking about how Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha, were friends with Jesus. 
and how that Jesus loved Lazarus. And John literally writes it as, a, as kind of a preemptive, you know, pr preparation for where the story's going and that this guy was important to Jesus. How many of you want to think you're important to Jesus? Come on, somebody. I, I, want, to think, I want to think we all are. I believe we are. I believe he loves us. Has a plan for us and purpose. But even like Lazarus, one day that purpose and plan uh, will, will be something um, eternal. So in the story, Lazarus gets word from the sisters that his friend is sick. And he should come. How many of you think that's not a bad request, right? You, you, we, we, we go on behalf of others to stand in the gap to say to the Father, Lord, my friend so-and-so needs a touch from you. And that's what, that's what Mary and Martha did. They, they were like, Jesus, your friend, just want to remind you, your friend, he could use your touch. And it says that when Jesus heard that he stayed there, he told the disciples, we're going to stay here a couple more days. You have to wonder what the disciples are thinking. Right? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, he really likes this guy. I don't think he likes me as much as he likes that guy. So I ain't got a chance, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're questioning why aren't we going? And at first, Jesus says, this sickness is not unto death. It almost seems contra uh, contradictory. Because later, he has to say to disciples, when it's time to go, we got to go. Yeah, but I thought you said he's just asleep. If he's asleep, he's going to wake up. And, and later, Jesus says to him, no, he died. But it's a good thing that we weren't there. Wow. He said, because the Father is going to be glorified through this. So eventually, Jesus says, we got to go. Well, by then, the disciples are going, so hold it. Where are we going? And weren't we just there? And weren't those people getting ready to stone you to death? Yeah, 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 that's all right. And we're going there. So one of the disciples says to the rest, well, let's go with him. And they say, and prepare to die with him. We're going to go with him. Going to prepare to die with him. So they take off, head to where Lazarus has died and been buried and they get there, and the sisters are grieving. One of them runs out and says, Lord, why didn't you come? Jesus uses it as an opportunity to question. It's all right sometimes to question, to be questioned. Over these last three months and a week, I have been questioned. 
I have questioned myself. I have questioned God. Oh, no. I told someone the other day, not a, not a believer, told me they weren't a believer, told me they weren't certain, you know, what they believed, and told me how they had gotten mad and yelled at God. Oh, you yelled at the God that you don't believe in. Well, I didn't say I actually don't believe in him. I just don't know what I believe in. And I said, well, let me tell you, first of all, God's okay. God didn't fall off the throne when you yelled at him. You're not that important. But God cares about you. And he cares about what you're going through. Cares about the struggle you're dealing with. Cares about the pain. And it's okay to question. Because sometimes in life, you're not going to understand what you're going through. Amen? Ten of us believe that. The rest of you will. Because you're going to go through things and challenges. It's not always going to be health or marriage or finances. Sometimes it might be all of them. Things happen. Your refrigerator breaks down. <laughs> Next day, your microwave breaks down. Next day, you go look at a refrigerator and run into somebody else whose dishwasher broke down. <laughs> Those are all true stories. <laughs> Suzanne and I ran into a couple the other day at Lowe's. They were looking for a dishwasher. And she said in broken English, she said, my dishwasher worked fine till my family came over. <laughs> Anybody ever have that issue? <laughs> said after lunch, they're loading the dishwasher. Somebody starts playing around the kitchen. One of the big fellas falls over onto the door of the dishwasher that's open. That's no longer working and will never work again. <laughs> so you find yourself looking for a new dishwasher or looking at your life or your marriage and you have to remind yourself there's still so much good. This morning during worship, Erica Cassia, Dr. Erica, who was on the stage on the worship team, her daughter who has never spoken to me ever this morning spoke to me like I almost had the Fred Sanford heart attack. And then when I came out for service to start, she's sitting on the front row in the seat next to me. I asked her if it was okay if I sat beside her. She said yes. Then she scooted over next to Pastor Suzanne. <laughs> and during worship, I look, I took about 20 pictures. Because as her mom's on stage worshiping, Pastor Suzanne's standing beside her worshiping, all of a sudden she's looking up at her mom, she's looking at Pastor Suzanne, and she starts copying 
what she sees. Better copy that, huh? Than some of the other garbage that our kids are copying. And she's worshiping. So when my wife would do this, she would do this. So I'm just behind her snapping pictures. Thinking the expression of a child to give thanks. Lazarus, the friend of Jesus, he's in the tomb four days. Sister says, Lord, seriously, don't think you want to open that. It's hot out. We loved our brother, but he stinketh. And Jesus said what? Roll the stone away. Because he couldn't do what he's going to do until the stone was removed. He didn't roll it away. He didn't ask the angels to roll it away. He told them. That's a faith, that's a faith thing. Some of you, your thanksgiving is a faith thing. To make a decision to do something in faith. To say thanks. They roll the stone away. And Jesus speaks to his friend, Lazarus. And he calls him by name. There are times when you're going through things in your life, in your marriage, your family, your body, your relationships. When it's good to hear Jesus calling your name. Amen? Because he will. He does. He loves you. He'll reach out when it seems like you're all by yourself. He'll call. And he calls. Lazarus? I don't think he screamed bloody murder. And I think it was real important that he said Lazarus. Because otherwise, they've been popping up all over the place. <laughs> Grandpa, what are you doing here? <laughs> he calls him by name, Lazarus. And he come bouncing. Bouncing. He had to because he was all wrapped up. Legs, feet, arms, hands, face, mouth, all wrapped. And Jesus said, loose them, let them go. What's that story all about? To me, Lazarus had this relationship with Jesus. He knew him as a childhood friend. He knew him as a playmate. He knew him as the son of God. He knew him as a deliverer, a healer. He had seen and witnessed and watched and testified Jesus doing some incredible things, just like you and I have. And you wonder, had he gotten to a place where he just kind of took it all for granted? 
I guarantee you, that day, he no longer took it for granted. I guarantee you that day when he heard his name, breath came back into his body. And he come bouncing out of that grave. I guarantee you nobody had to say, Lazarus, give thanks. He said, unwrap him, unbind him, let him free. Why? Because I promise you Lazarus was giving thanks. I don't want to get to a place in my life where I take God's goodness for granted. And you're no longer sensitive to the move of God, to the family of God, to the kingdom of God, to the healing of God, to the power of God. You don't take it for granted. But you really stir yourself to remember no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to give praise. I'm going to give thanks. About 15 of you this morning out of the 17 that I hugged out in the hallway. Couldn't help yourself. Pastor, how you doing? What do you want me to say? Right? I mean, think about it. What do you want me to say? When he tell you how I feel? Or you'd prefer not to hear that? Because we're not bound to how we feel. Because when you're going through something, you're going through a bad marriage. You don't want your friends, hey, how's your marriage? Well, it's Something. <laughs> How's your single life? It's single. <laughs> How are your finances? Don't have any. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't have to be bound to some answer. Because... If our life is a life of faith, really, is the clock already over? I thought I just started talking. One minute and 15 seconds in the red. I'm in the red. Overtime, Justin. You're not... You're not bound to respond except out of faith. So in your situation, what can you be thankful for? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like if your whole life is wrapped up in blue and orange and being a Gator fan, you're a miserable person right now. Now, I remember when that stuff used to really matter to me. Somebody asked me today, I was like, huh? some things don't matter anymore. Because there are other things that really, really, really matter that most people don't realize matter. Like life and death, health, friends, family. Go off for three months 
and a week away from everybody that you love and find out why you can't wait to get back to church. Right? Because it's not about a building. If I came down here the other day, I wanted to see, didn't my staff do an incredible job decorating our beautiful building? Jesus decorated the church. My staff decorated the building. And uh, I'm thankful. And for all, a bunch of other people came down and helped too that are not our paid staff. Thank you very much. But we have so much to be thankful for. And like Lazarus, we want to make sure we don't take it for granted. I, I promise you that the rest of Lazarus' life, and he's definitely one of the guys I want to meet in heaven because I want to ask him what was that like second death like. You, know, you already knew what the first one was. <laughs> you got something nobody else had. Like, uh, yeah, I'm heading there again. Were you okay with it? You know, <laughs> the right time. But he was thankful. Psalm 107, verse 15 says, Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. Listen to this. For his wondrous works to the children of man. His wondrous works to the children of man. And then verse 19, and I'm going to close. Thank you, Krista. About 15 minutes late. <laughs> Were you out getting coffee? No, you were good? Can't answer that? She normally... Verse 19, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word, come on, and he healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. And let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs and joy. So as we close today, as we wrap up November 2023, crazy. Next week, beginning of Advent and Christmas celebration. encourage you when others choose not to be thankful encourage you to stir yourself to have a heart of gratitude thankfulness for the smallest thing today I was going to in my mind I saw it happening and in reality I knew it wouldn't but I, I had Hector and Jamie we're going to have mics and we're going to let 10 or 15 of you share what you're thankful for. But somebody kept talking. And so as you leave, I encourage you. Take some time today to just think about what 
really you're thankful for in life, family, God's provision, friendships, home. You know, Tuesday when I was packed up, Suzanne went with me to my chemo treatment and then she left to head home because I had a meeting with the doctor that afternoon and wanted her to get a get on the road and so as I waited for my doctor's appointment and I sat in the lobby and I was thinking about home when you haven't been there for a while it's amazing the things that stir inside of you your own bed I don't know about y'all I really like my bed it's lumpy, you know, probably needs to be replaced, but it fits my butt and my back. It's like, like I was gone for three months. I came home. It was like it never even missed me. It was like, boom, it was right back there. Fit all the contours of my body. Your own shower. Man, love my shower. my own toilet. Come on, somebody. Seriously? You are like, I can't believe the things he says. I'm just saying what you, you know you love your toilet. Unless you don't. And then maybe you need a new one. Your face. Literally, visualize as I was sitting there Tuesday afternoon. So many of your faces, your hugs, the way some of you hug sideways, the way some of you do the full body hug, the way some of you just do the pat. If you want to know, I can tell you who you are. Your smell. Little things mean a lot. Watching all the, these young people over here, like 80% of them have a Chung Yu last name, like a tribe. And I was watching them during worship this morning. Bless my heart. Watch young men with their hands raised. Thanking Jesus. They could not even know how to do that. They could be out in the world lost. They could have been the kid of somebody else. But they're really, really fortunate. Just like your kids. And we have a lot to be thankful. So as we close, I encourage you. It's not my fault you came today. I've been gone a while. I'm just talking. I got friends watching online this morning that uh, Suzanne and I became friends with. And uh, he asked me Tuesday afternoon in the lobby uh, right before I left. He said, uh, he said, so uh, if I watch the service on Sunday, he said, are, are you one of those like damn 
fire and hellstone and hellfire and damnation preachers. And I started laughing. I said, you're Catholic. How do you even know those words? <laughs> he said, that stuff scares me. I said, well, sometimes we need the hell scared out of us. Sometimes we just need to hear, listen, be grateful. So, Father, I thank you for my family. I thank you for their love and tolerance of me today. I thank you for the family that we are. I'm thankful over these last few months that Suzanne and I have been away that the things that mattered most to us is what you brought us back to and we're thankful for natural family, spiritual family, friendships. Thankful that we knew where home was when it was time to pack up. Thankful that we didn't have to wonder where to go. Thankful, Father, today for the promise of heaven. That one day when this life is over, that the confidence we have today is because of your son, Jesus Christ. Not because of religion, but because of a relationship, Father, that we have with you through your Son, Jesus Christ, who came and lived and died so that his blood that was shed would cleanse us from all of our sin, heal us, forgive us, and redeem us. I'm thankful that as, Father, we prepare to Leave this morning, we prepare to sing this last song of thanksgiving that you will help us, Father, to not be desensitized from your goodness, mercy, grace, love, forgiveness redemption, family. Thank you, Father, that as we remember all the things that you have done for us, our hearts are full of gratitude and appreciation. So I bless my people today, your people, Father. I bless the friendships, the relationships, Thank you for longevity. Thank you for knowing home, the body of Christ. Thankful that you give us people to walk with us through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm thankful, Father, that we've been free from a spirit of divorce and brokenness. And we pray healing for those in the body, Lord, who still so desperately need to know where they belong and to whom you have joined them to and what family is all about. 
pray today that as we wrap up this month, prepare to celebrate once again, Father, the birth of your son, Jesus. We have so much to be thankful for. So I bless you and honor you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.